Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Today we are discussing Titans 8, 9, 10, uh, Episode 8, Donna Troy, Episode 9, Hawk and Dawn, Episode 10, uh, Corey Onder. Um, quick summary, I really think that uh, <clears throat> uh, the Hawk and Dawn episode was the one that captivated me out of the, the last three episodes. Um, it had a really good formula between bringing the chemistry and, uh, background between, uh, the, the, the Hawk and Dawn character. Um, so, uh, let's jump into it real quick. Donna Troy, that was primarily about, um, We'll do the quick synopsis for that. Corey's memories are beginning to return. Rachel bonds with her mother. Dick seeks out an old friend for guidance. So for the corresponding 8, 9, 10 episodes, it's all about Starfire's um, backstory, her remembering everything, that that type of storyline. It's been kind of just hamstringed along, uh, of course, of, of over the course of the the last couple episodes but uh i think what we've seen is the transition of her storyline her backstory becoming intertwined with uh raven's storyline and that's probably going to be the final act of this season um i personally found the donna troy um storyline just uh kind of exposition heavy i don't think the chemistry between brent brenton thwaites and uh connor leslie who plays donna troy works very well although i do think the actress connor leslie is doing a lot with a little um let's see episode uh yeah eight i i i can't really talk about eight too much mostly because it wasn't that impressive to me i thought it was just kind of a, it, it's just kind of a plot moving piece uh piece of storytelling it was you know all right we got to get the you know everybody from this location to over here we got to get um robin to go or dick we got to get him to go meet um donna troy and then of course bring him back it almost seems like all of these episodes have to find a reason to separate some half the group and then reunite them by the end of it. Um, a little tired of that, but that's probably why I was leaning toward episode nine, um, Hawk and Dove. So, oh, sorry, Hawk and Dawn. Um, Hawk and Dawn is the origin story of Hank Hall and Dawn Granger. This is also directed by Akiva Goldsman. Um, Donna Troy was directed by David Frazee. Um, but Hawk and Dawn, um, this felt like an episode that had some love and care in in the entire storytelling. It felt like everything we were watching, we were seeing for a reason. Um, I, I think I talked about the portrayal between um, Allard Richardson, who plays Hank Hall, and uh, Minka Kelly, who plays Dawn Granger. They are just two uh, gorgeous, gorgeous people, and they look like they belong on screen together, I guess. I, I, I thought they, they work really well. Um, I, I always saw Alan Richard, 
Richardson, um, sorry if I said Richardson, I think it's Richardson, um, on Blue Mountain State. So I'm always used to seeing him being this like absolute bombastic ass guy. He's just like always yelling and being kind of uh, almost alpha male to a metrosexual level. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Um, the Hank and Dawn episode really uh, it, it felt like it was a mini movie um a couple of these episodes it felt like plot moving piece plot moving you know episodes which was like episode eight and sort of episode 10 um but episode nine really felt contained and i really liked seeing the backstory of hank hall and him growing up with his brother um don hall who plays dove um who's uh played by Elliot Knight um both really good really interesting actors and how they uh I thought it was cool that they basically didn't have to talk about them being um um different I mean they were they were obviously of different races so was, uh, I'm assuming one of them was was uh adopted or um taken in and uh it, it was just very seamless by the way that was done um, we find out that he, he, there was uh, a coach that was uh, a pedophile on on his uh, junior high team, I think. And it really, really messed him up for later in the, you know, later in the show and later in his life. Um, so... When they wrap that coach plot line around, I'm just going to go ahead and say, because I'm assuming you've already seen that. I'm assuming you've already seen 8, 9, 10, because I've kind of spoiled already some of the 10. So, um, assuming you've already seen 9, Hawk and Dove, we know that they go back and uh, when Dove, sorry, not Dove, um, when when Dawn is introduced, um, they, they go back and take care, uh, you know, the, the take care of the the football player uh sorry not the football player the coach and um it's her idea so it almost seems like being superheroes um in fighting vigilante vigilante style was a product of him having just anger issues uh hank hall having anger issues growing up but also it seemed very uh it seemed influenced by uh i think they said you know take that batman take that robin so it, it seems like they are very self-aware of the world they live in and that there are vigilantes out there um don hall who plays dove who's his brother um yeah they i thought they 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 do a really good job in this episode creating a nice bond between these these two brothers and uh in the pacing of this episode worked Everywhere except for where we lost the brother and we lost the uh, Dawn's mother. Um, they in this episode we you know we see how how the the coach influenced Hank Hall growing up, um, kind of in a negative, you know, in in the negative manner it happened, um, and then we see Dawn with her mother and how she's kind of grown up, but not quite as much. I don't recall if we got any, um, young Dawn in that, um, 
series. I think we just start off with her um, dancing and uh, having tea with her mother. But um, it's kind of short form storytelling, you know, oh, she's a dancer. Oh, she's a kung fu fighter. Oh, she's uh, you find out a lot in a little uh, amount of time. And uh, so there's a car wreck that takes out their uh, her mother and his brother all in one like swoop. And I don't know, it's a, it seems like there's a year passed or something like that. And they just it they just begin to talk to each other after about a year. Um, I, I, I don't quote me on the, st the timestamp. I'm not exactly sure how long it was, but it seemed like they would have talked to each other before a year if they would have been standing there talking to each other right when it happened. It just seems uh, really crazy, but, uh, well, I guess, uh, I guess the, the tragedy is what brought them together. I mean, they were already talking to each other, so it's, it's really unfortunate anyway, but, um, I thought the, the, the whole, um, the whole thing with the, uh, the car wreck and losing the brother, losing the mother. That it was really quick. It was all of a sudden, and I think that's probably to a fault. They 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 could have made that the, that episode specifically um, an hour. I'm not sure if they. I need to go back and see if they did. But um, if they only had 40 minutes on that, then um, yeah, I would not fault them for extending it just for um, character development's sake. Um, but we just got, got we got some great character development. We got some great. Uh, Hank and Dawn action, um, the great cinematography in in that episode. In my opinion, I thought the uh, the scenes of them like, um, you know, whooping whooping ass, and then you know the camera pulling out and the door closing right where the coach is about to get his ass kicked. I mean, it's a uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, let me think that the ass whoopings they hand out look. Uh, pretty ferocious i remember when they were showing the uh the videos they were watching on the computer of dove and uh and hawk and uh uh his brother and hawk and uh they, it looked ferocious i mean it, it it sounds like bones are breaking and shit like that it sounds painful is what i what i what i mean um so yeah they're gonna Obviously, I think they're going to incorporate them back into the um, into the mix. And uh, what else do we have? Episode ten, Coriander. Uh, for Coriander, like I said, it's kind of like a table setting um, episode. Like it's the episode before the final episode, so you can kind of feel it in the way it's set up. Um, at first, I was getting some bad vibes of. Uh, early Tegan Croft's uh, acting and I I don't know what it is it's just like it might be certain characters she's acting off of she does better and better than some or I, I can't really decide I I'm definitely not a fan of her alter ego just kind of being herself with a different uh, tonal uh, shift you know on her voice it just sounds a little uh, uh, I don't know, cheesy. I almost wish they would have had another actress for her to act off of, so it's not herself. Um, I'm not sure if it's totally... I, I don't want to place blame at her, you know, fear or anything like that, but um, she does better in some scenes than others, in my opinion. And uh, the whole thing with her being choked by Starfire, I it was totally to get Starfire to get, you know, get half the team away from... Um, Beast Boy and Raven, um, 
so that her mother could, uh, you know, c c come in and, uh, you know, release the demons to bring her father back, which I was once again wrong about um, in earlier episodes. I think I had spoken that I thought the old guy was um, her father. I thought that the, one of the nurses had said that. Um, I was completely wrong, though. Um, my bad. Um, but yeah, so episode 10, let's do the synopsis real quick. Corey's memories have returned, and she reveals unexpected answers to Dick and Donna. Rachel tries desperately to save Gar after a sudden illness hits. Um, so yeah, it was um, it was pretty obvious to, they wanted to separate the team once again so that they can go discover something and move the plot along to yada yada yada. Um, there was a lot of exposition when it came down to um, Starfire's um, plot line and them following her. It kind of went to a no end area like they could have just said oh she would she could have remembered everything um but they just needed to remove half the team um i knew this sheriff guy i was like this guy that's coming up first of all he's fucking weird second he's got some he's got some strange vibes and he's trying to all of a sudden hit on uh i think uh rachel's mother's name's angela he's, he's trying to hit on uh mrs roth um just kind of odd, kind of weird. I kind of knew he was Dunsky's. And what do you know? He got, he got uh, right in the belly. Um, let me think. Um, anything else on this episode? The action and whatnot. The last few episodes. I, the, I, I seriously think the Hawk and Dawn episode. With the exception of... Um, uh, what's it called? There was the, the car coming at the... Uh, Everybody in Hawk and Dawn, the CGI in that was some CW-esque crap. Um, same thing when Donna Troy. Um, for some reason, they she's like, oh, you need to, you still got your moves, Robin? And she like jumps up a, a fucking armored truck or something like that and jumps over a building. And that CGI looks worse than anything I've seen in a while. Um, I was like, why did you even have her do that if you weren't going to do it? And you actually made Brendan Thwaites jump up over a, a truck. Um, but it was, it was fucking, I don't know, just, we got CGI so we can do it. Um, don't get a stuntman, that costs too much. <laughs> I don't know. Um, let's see, anything else regarding the last few episodes? It was kind of creepy with the looming presence going on in, uh, episode 10. Let me see if I can find this. Um, Maya Varillo is, um, the director of this episode. I can tell they got some, uh, uh, some suspenseful chops is what I would say. Um, the writing wasn't always there for episode 10, um, but, um, I could definitely feel what the direction and especially with the way they would, um, move the camera in and out of that one room and without any editing is, um, definitely ever so, uh, ominous, kind of, um, Gar seeing himself bleeding and whatnot, um, that's definitely fucking weird, um, Angela receiving phone calls, um, I'm guessing that phone call was supposed to be Rachel's father, who she was trying to get to summon, um, yeah, I, I got some creepy ass vibes, oh, and when Gar saw the, the doctor that he, um, he had, tore to shreds in the asylum episode that was pretty fucking crazy too i was like holy shit man like 
Um, they're doing some real scary, um, I would say somewhat, you know, suspenseful, scary um, moments with practical effects. And uh, I think that's what really works. I'm, I'm watching Mystery Science 3000 right now, and it's uh, funny how many times they have to go to CGI or they have to use like a computer or something like that. But it's like the practical effects look so much better. And so like, I love it when they use practical effects and uh, especially in uh, scary situations. So, so we're left kind of in, uh, you know, a cliffhanger state where you don't know what's going to happen. Obviously I think, um, everyone's going to come together. Probably everyone's going to be okay. Rachel's mother and or father may not make it out of this. Um, the sheriff's definitely Dunsky's. Um, I thought we were going to have more of Brendan Thwaites' employment uh, of his co-workers involved in this. I know his, like, um, partner was killed way early in this, and that kind of was just, like, swept under the rug. Um, the Doom Patrol squad, I wanted to see way more of them. Um, I, I heard that might be turning into some sort of a movie. I don't know. I don't know if that is linked or tied together in some way, which would explain the big actors that were involved in that. Um, honestly, that would, that would explain why they put so much money behind it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Um, let me see anything else. Um, I really, I, I really enjoyed the last few episodes. I don't know if they have been quite as strong as, um, the first couple episodes are really enjoyed. Most of the time, the middle section of a season, it's not the strong point of the season, in my opinion. Normally, it's the beginning and end where they put the front loads and uh, of the money and whatnot. But really, I think the uh, episodes 4, 5, 6, and 7 were my favorite so far. And, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the last few, but um, I'm ready to see how this season of titans ends i'd really like to know what you're thinking about titans let me know in uh the comments at uh or send us an email at the lucky dog podcast at gmail.com be sure to rate share subscribe at lucky dog podcast anything you need to know is in the show notes we are covering loads of different uh movies tv video games that type of thing we also are on twitch a little bit we go on uh twitch uh the lucky dog podcast um follow us on there comment and interact with us um love to have you there we also have covered uh, an amalgamation of movies we covered roma spider-man into the spider-verse logan i plan on seeing bumblebee aquaman we have Titans. I mean, we have American Vandal. We have Daredevil. We have Overlord. We have the Fortnite game. We have Red Dead Redemption 2 game. Um, just just check them all out. We have, we have tons. Homecoming on Amazon Prime. Um, I appreciate you listening. And take it easy.